working together with the South African Police Service and other law enforcement agencies. We are on site patrolling and monitoring the affected spots. It is not clear at this stage what the demonstration was all about, but our officials are in talks with community leaders and the ward councillor for that vicinity, trying to establish what triggered the unrest. Affected routes were cleaned and reopened to traffic from 11.30. During and after the protest, no arrests were effected and no casualties reported Krivani. Mm. Um, how many police were deployed to the area up until, say, 11.30 then? We were visible and we were out in numbers. I won't try and exaggerate now, but uh, we were quite in numbers. So are those numbers more or less the same amount of people deployed, a same level of visibility when residents are not raising issues relating to crime, uh, uh, gangsterism, etc.? Krivani, what I can say is that uh, for as long as there's protest action, we won't just send one motor vehicle with two metropolis officers. We'll send the whole precinct. Why? Because... We anticipate that there might be violence or things can get out of hand. That is why when we deploy officials to an unrest uh, place or so, we make sure that uh, our strengths are over the ones of protesters. On an average day, what kind of visible policing is in uh, Reicha Park? All right, uh, what I can say is that in the city of Ekuruleni, not Reicha Park only, Remember, as the Ekuruleni Metropolitan Police Department, we are, we've got three shifts. We start work from 6 in the morning until 2. The other shift come from 2 to 2200. The other one is on from 22 until the following day. So we are 24 hours, 7 days a week on our routes, patrolling and monitoring, not Reicher Park only, but we are always uh, on, on our roads. I understand that, but I'm just uh, the reason I'm bringing up the visible policing is because Reicha Park, it's not the first time the community has been up in arms. They were up in arms uh, a few years ago, in particular to do uh, because of, of, of gangsterism. Uh, now they're back uh, talking about the high crime rate, uh, the lack of service delivery. So this is not the first time this community in particular, and I do understand you have a rotation roster and you have a, a lot more communities to service than Reicha Park, but I just want to get an understanding of what kind of policing is there during the shifts. How often are police seen in this area? All right, uh, Krivani, Remember that uh, we are working together with the South African Police Service and other law enforcement agencies. And we can't fight crime alone unless we are being assisted by members of the community as well. Now, the visibility of us, uh, remember that even the Community Policing Forum and other structures within uh, the area do assist us in terms of reporting of crime and uh, other c- uh, citizens, uh, even people passing by. That is why I'm saying to you, each and every time we are monitoring and patrolling, also with an assistance uh, of uh, community members and other law enforcement agencies.
Thank you very much. Uh, you've been listening to the Akiruleni Metro Police spokesperson, Kobedi Mokaseng. Well, let's uh, go back to Cape Town now, where police have arrested 13 people following uh, various shutdowns, uh, shutdowns in various areas, I beg your pardon. Joining us on the line now is uh, one of the organizers of uh, the shutdown in, in those communities. That's Gutter once. Uh, Gutter, good to talk to you again. Where are we uh, with regards to your planned shutdown? Well, the planned shutdown had taken place yesterday between 5 and 10 a.m. Uh, and has concluded. We are meeting with the Minister of Police uh, at 1 o'clock today, and we after we'll be able to outline our plans going forward. So the plans for Monday and Tuesday, did they yield any results for the community? Do you see anything changing uh, with regards to, to the issues you brought up? Yes, we've seen major changes in our communities where residents are coming together and starting to take responsibility for their communities. So street committees are being built, uh, programs are being initiated by residents, uh, working with children, working with the adults. So for us, uh, the shutdown is contributing towards communities coming together. Mm. I just had an interview now uh, with a community in Gauteng here, in Ikuruleni, uh, yeah. where they're talking about high crime rates. And, you know, obviously one of the old school clarion is visible policing. Now, is that something that you'll bring up when you talk to uh, the police minister this afternoon? Well, we want to move beyond that uh, because we, we we are stuck in a situation where we are wanting the government to bring about change in our community and to stabilize our community. What we are talking about is the unlocking of resources for our community so that the community can take responsibility for the safety uh, of, of, of the local areas because the, the shift that always relying on government uh, doesn't actually work. So what kind of resources are you, are you talking about when you say unlocking of resources? Well, let's talk about the economic injection. Mm. You know, we need a social economic plan that speaks towards, uh, you know, development uh, of our communities because industry is removed from our communities. So there are issues that people are talking about. Why don't we start developing home-based industries? Why don't we talk about uh, small businesses? Why don't we talk about tourism? And uh, there's a range of things. Mm. But the point is we need to inject resources into the community so that this reliance uh, on government that we can move away from that actually. Mm. But the unlocking of resources really isn't the responsibility of the police minister. It actually needs a, a multidisciplinary approach to this. So, Yes, and it, yeah, that, that, that's part of our, our plan today is to start talking about the social contract between government and the communities. If you, if you recall, uh, in 1994, there was the RDP that was uh, rolled out mm. uh, in 1994, but then it was, uh, you know, abandoned for for the gay policy. So we are saying we need to talk the language of development, uh, a kind of a reconstruction and development plan that that talks about a turnaround strategy, where government and people in communities start working together. Because at the moment we have an us and them situation. So it's the people versus the government, and that is not healthy. We are saying we are all in this together, 
the communities have got a responsibility and a role to play, and the government has got a role to play. But we need to start engaging as equal partners. And what's the latest regarding um, the 13 community members who have been arrested? Uh, have they been charged? Are you hoping they're going to be released this afternoon? Well, they were released uh, yesterday already. Okay. Uh, on, and one, one this morning, and all charges were dropped. And what we are, we are saying is that why do you arrest people and then the next morning you re- or then you drop all the charges? It doesn't make sense. What it shows to us is that what the police does is they create fear in our communities so that people are scared to exercise their right for the, for the fear that you're going to be arrested. So we are going to address that in the meeting with the minister to say stop victimizing, stop arresting our people for exercising their rights, and then the next day you drop all the charges. Mm. It doesn't make sense at all.